Good morning, William. Good morning, Randy. Welcome to the Waystation Podcast, your one stop for life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. From your more interesting friends. From your more interesting friends. I don't know if that's really part of it, but it seems to be, you know, we have we had that from the beginning. Wait, it was it was an early on thing. It still makes its way into the summaries. Yes. I, know that, I know that you guys sit around reading the summaries going, is this the one I want? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I do that constantly. But I do think you're one of my more interesting friends. Why, thank you. Likewise, friend. That Well, thank you. Um, hey, so we said we we're going to do this last time, and I'm going to do it this time before we forget. We've had, we get interesting feedback from our, from our friends and listeners around the world. True story. Uh, so I just got some yesterday, actually. Oh, interesting. I had a listener text me. Do share. Uh, text me. Um, she was behind in, in the oh. podcast. Uh, that's always fun. And she just had listened to the episode where we confronted the notion of, of being honest about... Um, our feelings? About what what your faith means, and, oh, and being okay. prepared in case in case you know you have to deal with some difficulties in your own life, and don't immediately quit your faith. You mean when you have to do, do difficulties? Yeah, when that's a great point. And she's like, and she had the same question. She she recently had some family members, uh, who who had done a public faith exit, and um, you know, it's like uh. Look, there's there's part of there's part of this whole thing that which is fair, which is, you know, sadness because you thought you had a shared experience going, and then you find out you didn't have a shared experience going with this person you love. So there's yep. just there's some, there's obvious loss there, which is fair. There's there's part that's not really fair, right? Which is I like personally feel like betrayal. Like I'm just like we were on the same team, we were fighting for the same cause. Yeah, how can you betray and, me? And like it's like it feels like all of a sudden the that's natural though. Well, I, I think it's natural, but it's probably not fair, right? Like, it's probably not fair to be like, like you you had in your mind that there was an agreement that we were loyal soldiers, <laughs> but maybe the other person didn't. Maybe, you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, because if you I don't person, actually believe the war is happening at some point. Right. True. <laughs> I had a person who wrote me a note one time and it was, you know, way back in my 20s, wrote me a note and said, hey, if for some reason I ever kind of like stray the path, uh, stray from the path, you know, find me and show me this note. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and I've talked to him a couple times since then in very casual mediums. Sure. And obviously that didn't come up, but I haven't seen him. Uh, but I still have the note. Well, I can't lose it. He wrote it in a book that I don't lose. Right. So. Uh, I don't, I don't quite know what to do with it. I've, I've actually thought about it a lot, a whole lot. I so, guess maybe pray about it. Take a cell phone picture of it. That, say, yeah, I think I, of you today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not going to be today. I'm chuckling. It's not a chuckle thing. I don't know. I chuckle when things are tense. That's a tense thing, man. No, it's heavy. But, uh, but do you know what? The guy is, uh, you know, he, by all intents and purposes as a human, he's a great person. Yeah. So, you know, we all have, uh, I had a friend of mine who's, uh, whose brother um, kind of like was his considered the black sheep of the family. Yeah. And just recently he shared a story. His brother passed away and he went up to visit the, you know, obviously go for the the services and stuff like that. And his community um, loved him. And his family always looked at him as kind of the black sheep. And he walked away thinking, I treated my brother like a black sheep and I missed out on opportunities to really know him. And so I think that that maybe that's a great 
That's a great lesson. That's a great lesson to learn. You know, when, when you do feel that personal betrayal, you know, who knows, maybe they're feeling betrayal by something else as well. And so that's kind of leading them on these public, I bet, but you know, that's well, it's not... make, look, if they leave behind the community that they've always known for their new community, right. They, at a minimum, this per, these people are feeling lost. Like at a minimum, right. they're feeling freaked out because right. they're in a brand new community and human beings freak out when they're in right. a brand new community. So that's one thing that my my wife's been doing lately with some of her uh, family and friends who have been have been quitting the church. She's like, "Well, look, we're gonna we're gonna talk to each other. So, how what are we talking about?" <laughs> she like defines it. She's like, "Do you want to talk about this, this, and this?" Yeah, okay. No, well, I think we'll talk about great. those things. And she's like, "What do you want us to celebrate in your life?" Like normally, I'd be celebrating your kids gonna get baptized or your kids gonna go do X, Y, or Z thing in the church. Right. What what milestones are we gonna celebrate for you? Like that's, that's, great, that's literally what she's doing. She's like, we're going to, we're, we're going to be in each other's lives. Right. You know what I mean? Good for her. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's wise. I think if, uh, I think if you asked our, uh, my, uh, it's actually our friend that, that had that experience with his brother, you know, um, I think if you asked him, he says he, he would have wished he'd done something like that. Yeah. It's just hard to know what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like normally you associate with people that you have a lot in common with. There's nothing more pervasive in the life of an active member of our faith than the faith. Right. Because it's all, it's like, yeah, it's all inclusive. Long time on Sunday. Yeah. Usually long time twice during the week. Yeah. Certainly. Plus I mean, the way you eat, the way the, you think, the, the way, way you dress. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you leave it all behind and it's a pretty big gaping hole. All right. So I have anyway. a funny story. When I lived in New York City, we, uh, uh, I had told someone like, uh, you know, I, they asked me about my faith and they, and, uh, you know, this is New York City. You think New York City is like a very, you know, open-minded, uh, you know, you know, just accepting place. And the answer is it is accepting of strangeness, right? Yeah, you're allowed to be unusual. But they're not particularly <laughs> educated in, in, and they're very ignorant in, in lots of different things, right? So one of the kids is like, wait, you're a Mormon? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, uh, where's, your, where's your hat and belt buckle? Right. I said, no, that's Amish. Or it could be a pilgrim. Yeah, you know, or, or, like, <laughs> or a pilgrim. <laughs> right. But like a follow-up to that story, just the ignorance of New York City was, I when I moved out, I had actually had an injury working on a job when I lived in New York City. And so when I moved to Utah, um, we I had to have constant communication with them as I was getting treatment, right? So at some point, they were having a hearing, and they're like, oh, you need to come to this office and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can't. I'm in Utah. The liter- the, the lady literally asked me, well, just can't you, can't you just take a cab? Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, no, Utah. It was clear. Utah the state. Like, there's no Utah, any area of New York that's Utah. Now, dude, some people have been born and raised in New York City oh, yeah, and never. have never yeah. left New yeah. York City. 10 by 3 mile that island, never left. Mind. Well, and I used to go That up, boggles my mind. When I lived in New York uh, during the summers, I would go and l- work in a ranch up in the upstate Yeah, New you York. mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. and th- it was funny because these city kids come would come up and first time out of the city, and the first time they saw animals as big as a horse. I mean, well, that's not, that can't be totally true because they, they have, have horses, horses in, yeah, yeah. For, around the parks and stuff, but you, you'd be surprised. No, Sometimes like, they don't even leave their neighborhoods. Look, there's always these there's always these funny movies about uh, like fish out of water stories, crocodile Dundee, etc. Right. Where you take this guy from the country and you plop him in the big city. We'll see how they fit in. Yeah, right. I think it'd be and they always the other they way. always stick out like a sore thumb, dude. But here's the thing: Have you ever seen it the other way? Because I have. Have you ever seen someone from the big city get plopped into like a regular uh, rural environment, dude? They stick out so much. 
It is the they weird, do. It's the weirdest. And thing. they don't. And they're actually less equipped in a lot of ways to kind of like oh, deal yeah. with with daily. No, that's right. So like, there's this one we had. We had in our faith congregation. We have this annual trip where fathers and sons go on a campout, and this one person from our faith invited the neighbor. And their neighbor at the time, they were struggling because their kid was like becoming kind of a petulant, weird teenager. Right. That, and they're like, maybe I should get out into the woods. Like, I mean, <laughs> God bless him. Like he was, he meant, he meant well. Right. But this, so this person shows up with their kid and their kid <laughs> is deliberately, deliberately like, I can't believe this. My phone doesn't even work. I mean, it was like, it was like a stereotype <laughs> <laughs> of a. And so, so he gets out of the car and his hair is all like, like a, you know, like a band, like it's, it's, it's got, it's got product in it and it's coming down to like a point on his forehead and he's wearing like all black clothes. Like, like, I don't know, like a rave's about to start any minute, right. you know what I mean? And, uh, <clears throat> and it was, and it was just that thing. It was just like, nature is looking at you like, bro, you're not going to make it. You know, you know what I mean? You are going to be eaten by the so, wolves. So the comedian, uh, there's a comedian on uh, on Netflix you should watch if you haven't already called uh, John uh, Ryan Hamilton. Ryan Hamilton, happy face. You should definitely okay. watch this. Okay. But Ryan Hamilton has a whole bit about, he lives in New York. He was raised in a small town in Idaho and he lives in New York. And he has a whole bit about what you just said. He's like, they're like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. He's just like, you know, just this. One person said that in one song doesn't actually make it true. He's like, I grew up in a small town in Idaho, and he's doing this show in New York, and he's like, I'm here to tell you, most of y'all couldn't make it there. <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes. You know, like when I was uh, 14 years old, I had a driver's license, and I drove around in a car with a shotgun in the car. He's <laughs> like, these are things that most people in New York don't do until they're 30, <laughs> if at all, if at all. It was pretty funny. Shotgun. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Oh, well, let's talk about Dave Chappelle, but first let's, let's do a few more. Uh, let's do a few more audience responses. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what have you been hearing from Hither and Yon? Well, I think I tell, I did. I talk about this. A friend of mine, uh, I called a friend of mine. He's a business associate. And, and, and while I called him, he was in his car listening to our podcast. And so he thought that was really funny. And then he actually was listening to the, um, 90s <laughs> jeans versus modern jeans. Oh, we got responses. On the Lots 90s of jeans. those. Yeah, everybody but agrees. All the people with that me. are saying that like my, all the people that agree with me are talking to me, and all the people agreeing with you. You are had at least one person that said, "Hey, William, tell Randy he's right about the jeans." Yes, <laughs> that happened. Yes, that did happen. But that I ignored that. I feel like I'm not making the case, and I want to make the case one more you time. You can't make the case without without being pervy about it. But like <laughs> pervy, like there's a traditional <laughs> understanding of a woman's hourglass shape. Okay. The jeans that I respect are the jeans that emphasize that shape. That's says, all I'm saying. Says you. Says me. <laughs> I disagree. I like the hourglass right. shape just as much as you would. Okay. But I think that that is not as accentuating of the hourglass as the. Okay. Okay. I mean, we could go on here. I <laughs> okay, mean, like, no, you we, know. We've we plumbed it. We've plumbed the, it. Yeah, up. there's this. So <laughs> then. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I got another one from. I always get corrections for my mom. My mom listens. Okay, my, and like my parent. Oh, your mom's listening now. No, my mom listens. It's uh, so she'll oh, say wow. it's like Donald. No, no, that didn't yeah, happen for a while. That we this were talking, and you're like, she's not listening. Well, I didn't think she was, and then she uh, she drives a lot, so she she listens in the car. I see. Hi, mom. 
But uh, she she one time uh, I was telling some story and she's like, yeah, oh, I remember what the story was. Remember I said we lied about my address in uh, when we were living in Provo, Utah, so I could go to oh, the yeah, school yeah. that had the better did orchestra. She, did she take umbrage? And she's like, yeah, we didn't do that. I went to the district and begged. Oh, I'm like, oh, that doesn't that sounds sound a as little, good. That sounds a little more like your mom, though. Like she's a person of integrity. I wouldn't expect her to just be like, I'm lying about this. Yeah, you would think, but I I don't know that I. So she begged. But the, I yeah, like it. just so my mom just said no. I did that didn't happen that way. I just went and begged. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I got from my parents. This is like a, just a one line. We like John Denver, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> we like to go with him for rides. We like John Denver. So the idea that did I would use John up? Denver as a grand insult for my friend Chad did not go over well with my folks. Wait, did you pick that up? We huh? like to go with him for rides. I don't everywhere. I mean, that's one of his lyrics. Oh, I don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I think it's our, isn't that a John Denver song? The, um, our daddy's Plymouth. Oh, see, I don't know the John Denver song. Our daddy's Plymouth. Oh, <laughs> but I okay. bet Chad it did. might not be true. I bet Chad did. I bet my parents do. <laughs> I like John Denver. Uh, we, we used to sing as part of the family band, the, uh, grandma's feather bed song. Oh yeah. 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 That's a great one. And, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, they listened. My parents also heard the Disneyland podcast. Uh, where they, uh, where I told them, or I talked about how it was super hard for them to go because you walk eight miles and it's hard. And she said, FYI, I'm so glad I got to do the Cars ride. It was worth every penny, so thank you very much. The Cars ride. Yes. <clears throat> so. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It's not. Um, we like our, our daddy's Plymouth is not a John Denver song. It's a Bob Martin song. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard this song? I don't know who Bob Martin is. Is it like it's like a Aston's brother? <laughs> Hearing a plucky guitar, a little folky. That does kind of sound like John Denver, and it's going great. And then oh, wait, the there's and a tuba. The tuba, the tuba kicks in, and you're like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard the tuba, dude. That tuba guy has got to be so stoked. He's like, I got a gig. <laughs> I that's got normally a bass player, but instead it's a tuba player. <laughs> that's right. All right. So go get the album, Bob Martin's Our Daddy's Plymouth. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of on there. My dad Norway. also texted in the jeans content in the conversation. One man's low rise is another man's ascot. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that has a double entendre on that one. He actually wrote it as a double entendre. Oh, so two, I two thought of you, in the ascot. I, I thought of you because there was a big Halloween dance for the youth uh, and uh, you weren't there, but someone came in an ascot. No. Yes. Did, it, did they rock it? Was it good? It was uh, he looked like was uh, it David Bowie? He looked like the Mad Hatter. That was actually another comment I got. Someone someone pointed out. That we were talking about low rise jeans and and classic rock. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, what's his name from uh, Rolling Stones? Actually, wears an ascot from time to time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a good point. So I keep saying the ascot's out, but is it really out? Do you remember the pirate shirt from uh, Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah, I remember that it existed. I don't remember the whole shtick, but I remember that. But it isn't the, the when he put it on? Like, didn't it look like it was like the pirate shirt was kind? Of, it's a puffy shirt, but it actually looked like a built in ascot. Is what it looked like. Yeah. So that it leads me to my final comment. I got one from uh, from from Ted in Colorado. I feel like we should just call him Ted in Colorado because I'm going to reference him a lot. <laughs> and it, and it is he was confused as to why I why I felt um, weird saying that the Stones are better than the Beatles because he's on board. He's actually he he did not want to correct the record. He's like Stones are better than the Beatles. 
And I'm like, and he's he didn't understand oh, dude, why I why feel I like, thought that way. I feel like that's blasphemy. I'm gonna get shot by lightning. Right? Right. And so that's what I said. I'm like, uh and, and he asked me why I apologize. And so this is what I wrote back. I apologize for the stones because I think that the Beatles are more talented with more range. They are more and they are more universally beloved. So it feels transgressive to like the edgier, more raw rock band. I don't know. Edgier? They're edgier. For sure they're no, edgier. Four, four times And like like all short haircuts and girls screaming. There's a reason why they can still perform what they perform when they're 70 years old. It's because it's not difficult. <laughs> so they were just planning for the future all along. It was yeah. just it was all, yeah, yeah. It was all part of their, their, their plan, grand plan. I'm gonna like, build. Look, I'm gonna build four four signatures. Three chords. <laughs> yeah, four four signatures. Not a lot of range in my thing. Not a lot of ballots. Not a lot of you know. Not there's not one of them is an extraordinary musician yeah. or singer. They're just a band. And uh, Ted also sent me a dad joke, Uh-oh. which was. I love that joke. Doctor diagnosed me with a rare form of amnesia that makes me deny the existence of 80s bands. There is no cure. <laughs> Get it? Cure. There's the a band. there's a band from the 80s called The Cure for yeah. those of you who don't know. All right, moving no on. So that's that's the those that's are the stories. clever. That's yeah. clever. I like that dad joke. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to well, do Let's go to let's go to We're going to Dave Chappelle. Oh, we can go to Dave Chappelle. Oh, we go to what? Well, Dave Chappelle. Fine. Okay, so I had an argument yesterday. Okay, everyone, I'm going to do a little context. Oh, okay. Okay, Dave Chappelle <laughs> is a comedian um, who actually, by the way, where Randy, like like a secret, he looks at me, he's, I'm going to do a little context. A little context. It was like his face <laughs> lit up. Dave Chappelle is a comedian who uh, I actually saw when he was 18 years old. Oh, really? He traveled, was he funny then? He traveled to a, comedy, uh, to a comedy club in Provo. My wife and I went and saw him when he was just a young, shiny-faced, uh, strapping lad. And... Um, he was hilarious at then. He was very good then. Right. And re- we actually looked at each other because this is a local regional comedy club in Provo. There's not a lot of uh, great comics scrolling through there. So uh, we looked at each other. And we're like, this kid is going to make it. <laughs> right? right. Little did we know he's going to end up being. Dave Chappelle is now the biggest comedian in the world at this moment. Now, comedians change hats every three or four years is yeah. the biggest ever. A few years ago, it was all Brian Regan all the time. And, you know, but he's the hotness right now. And, um, He's in trouble. You know what um, reminds me of? Did you ever see Zoolander? Yes. Remember the, the one guy he goes, oh, that guy's he's so hot. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, oh, I love that. All show. right. So Dave Chappelle, so here's the deal. I saw him do a clean, fun act. Now he is, uh, he is, he is super crude, like super, super crude. So right. like you can't recommend him to families um, at all. Um, but he is actually a genius, right? <laughs> like he, when I a say crude, that, like, funny genius. Yeah. So like he he drifts between crude, to and to being like thoughtful, to being kind of deep, and to just being bust up hilarious, right? Like, so funny. Um, and uh, anyway, so he he did it. Oh, boy, this context is running long. I'm gonna go fast. He was he had a show called the Dave Chappelle Show a long time ago that that was really successful and he got paid a ton of money for it and one day he up and quit after he got this huge contract and just disappeared like everyone's like where is he he's just gone and he disappeared because he felt like the show was being received um, he's like people were laughing at the jokes for the wrong reasons so he was doing a lots of race race related humor and he thought we're all laughing together because racism is stupid and he felt like some people were laughing not because racism is stupid because but because black people are stupid or presumably because of something like that right? right so he up and left and he just was gone forever and and then and then all of a sudden he comes back and he has a Netflix deal 
where he gets to do five Netflix shows in, in five years. Right. And and he comes back and, dude, his first show. It was funny. It's so funny. Now, again, Russell you cannot watch this show uh, yeah. with family, and you shouldn't watch the show if you don't want to hear some crude stuff. Right. But uh, but outside the crude stuff, really funny stuff. Um, but but he got in trouble in his first show because he 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 had some jokes about um, transsexual behavior and I think that's pretty much it. Yep. And and so then in his second show he was a little bit apologetic about that a little bit, and then his third and fourth show I didn't watch because it's too crude. <laughs> and then his fifth show came out, and his fifth show is going to be his last show for a while, and he's been thinking about what he's going to say in his fifth show, and and it and he goes on basically he goes on a rant and talks about. Um, the issue of trans and he he talks about um and he gives really really controversial takes right so that's well, the con- how is the con- I, that's I, the con- okay so i have a problem with the idea of the controversial takes in the fa- in the context of comedy it's so this really- is a great was a great point when i was it's a comedy. kid when i was in high school so this so that's the context so right now i think presumably william wants to talk about is dave Chappelle canceled should dave Chappelle be canceled do what do we think about cancel culture Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of. No. No? No. I want to know something else because this is something right up your alley. Okay. So yesterday I was talking to a kid yeah. and uh, who actually works. He's an intern at our, uh, our office. And yeah. uh, he, we were talking about this. I don't know how we even got on the subject. Yeah. And the question was, uh, oh, I know how we got on the subject. It started out as our fact checkers, you know, what do you think of fact checkers? And I said, well, actually, it started out with the idea that I think Facebook is dying. And the only thing keeping it alive is Instagram. And the reason I think it's dying is for one, it's long. You form. say that like Instagram's not a huge deal, but go no, ahead. No, Instagram <laughs> is a huge deal. I'm just saying that like it's not being propped up by some little thing in a corner, but go oh, ahead. No, no, no. It's, it, it's, it's basically being towed along by Instagram. Yeah, yes, that's right. And their, their revenue models messy. Their, you know, the, the platform's messy. It's really, and people that get on it now need something or want something. It's not really like what it was before. Anyway. Okay. So the question was, uh, why? And I said, well, I don't think people want to be censored. I don't think people want censored content. And they're like, well, what about the whistleblower? Blah, blah, blah. We got all the way down to this idea that well, is what you're seeing what you're seeing. For instance, is Dave Chappelle really, is this really a controversy? Or is it underground marketing? Okay, Ooh. so. Because you are an underground, you're a master at underground marketing or you have been in the past. I am. If he was not the top comedian in the world, I would say it's marketing. Actually, I know exactly what this is. Okay, I know tell exactly us. what this is. But he, can I disagree? Or did, you can you, disagree if you want. Okay. But Dave because Chappelle, you said you Dave know Chappelle what knew exactly what the response was going to be. I'm sorry, I just bumped the mic, so I'm going to say that again in case you didn't hear it. Dave Chappelle knew exactly what was the response was going to be to his content. He Got was it. not surprised at all. Got it. He did it on purpose, 100%. And he did it because... He is a comedian. He's looking around and he's seeing a bunch of smaller and up and coming comedians who are getting canceled and fired and kicked out of comedy for saying things that regular comedians have always been able to say. And he's offended by it. And he sees himself as the only person strong enough to stand up to the bully. So you think it's an altruistic, I'm the head of the pack. And it's a hundred percent that it's not, I, I don't even think that I, I bet he's on record saying it somewhere. He's doing that. See, he took that shot on purpose and he's doing it to say, because here's the thing. If, if Dave Chappelle was at the top of his game and was a white guy, he, he'd be canceled. But he knows 
He knows. He's because like, he's black, you, he can't get canceled. Well, because he's black and because his his rise is because a lot of his content is about blackness and about the current culture of 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 we need to we need to be kinder and more and more understanding and and better to our black uh, brothers and sisters. Like that's that's his deal. Okay, so we're so we're going into saying, social he's saying, he's saying I I will take this punch. And I will not back down. And I'll tell you what, I saw a bit yesterday that you should know about. But go ahead. Okay, well, I I'm I, I hope that I like the I like the idea, like I'm the guy I can doing. take things. But I think that his Netflix, I think you know, the, with the old marketing adage of you, you you basically any press is good press. Yeah, yeah. And but I he's, think but he's like he is the biggest. So that so I would agree with you if he was coming up, but he's up. He's the top, he's the biggest. So okay, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Does he get paid per view, or does he get Netflix part of that? deals? Netflix deals usually usually have a haven't like it, good deals usually have an override. It's like you get paid a flat rate, but if you guys somehow deliver X amount of views, you'll get you get an override. Okay. But so, he got paid so much coming okay, in. Okay, but let's say he has an he, override, that he right? Need a nickel. You know? He didn't care about the money. Is no, what you're saying? He didn't care about the money. Uh, and the reason I know is because he walked away from that TV deal that was going to pay him like a hundred million bucks or something like that back back in the day just to just to do secret tours around the country yeah. and okay disappear. so so let me let me segue this into another marketing genius okay fake um, or real fake marketing genius over a fake controversy that did get people going or uh, true problem okay, oh, okay. you saw double oh seven. I did. Okay. One of the controversies when it was first going to come out and <laughs> like a year ago. Yeah. Was they replaced 007 with a black woman, uh, a black woman. Right. And that was a big controversy. And the internet oh, like I, blew I, up. I forgot about that. I forgot about the controversy. Okay. Yeah. With the internet blew up. This was before when it was like first going to come out. Right? Yeah. The internet blew up over it. Fake okay. controversy. Because I watched the movie and that's not really a. Um, they didn't really replace. But just let's, so, let's answer the question of fake controversy. And let's talk about the movie for a minute. <laughs> okay, you can hear me smile. Fake controversy. Would you really like? I believe there's such such a thing as fake controversies to Jenna Press. I've done that myself before. Right. <laughs> when I was doing small movie marketing, um, and but do I do I think James Bond needs needs a shot in the arm? Like usually when people do that on purpose, it's because they they need a shot in the arm. Well, when you spend how much was the budget for that movie? Oh, it must have been a lot. Yeah, I mean, you that's got to you got to make that money back. So any controversy is going to help you. I just talked to a well, we just uh I went yeah, and I, I listened I, to a speech I, of a an influencer, right? Yeah. And uh he does speeches on influencing, right? And oh, he yeah, talked yeah. about he teach, he's actually a trainer. I think I know this guy. Yeah, so he 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 said something he's like, "Hey, I'm an influencer friend that basically his whole, you know, he basically said there's two things to the algorithm that everybody focuses on. One is how long you watch. The longer you watch, the longer the the more the algorithm gives it to other people. The other part is getting people to watch longer. You have to incite some kind of emotion. Yeah. And one of the influencers that he knows uh, just makes people mad all the time. Does it on purpose? Yeah, does it on purpose. Well, sit. Okay. But, he, but the point go, is, is that, he, that. That he laughs all the way to the bank. So I kind of think some of these things. So this is why, William. Are this is why. This and this we, we've talked about how I have zero confidence in the modern press. But but a new twist is I have zero confidence in the modern press on the left and the right. 
because of what you just said, which is I can now identify a bunch of articles on, that, that are appealing to me as a center-right conservative that are trying to get me mad so that I'll go read more articles about it. And there's all, I can think of a couple of websites that are like that. Oh, no, there's a huge controversy. I, I'm and, with and, you. And I'm like, you know what? But that I don't is think, not what I was put on this earth to do. But I don't think they walk around. I mad. think that those guys that are making up the algorithm to make you mad on, like, say, the center right I, or the center or the center left or whatever. Yeah. I think that they they think some things people really care about and they don't think like, for instance, vaccines. Right. The center right pushes the idea that vaccines is like everybody vaccine this vaccine that and how. Uh, you know, the government's forcing the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And then they go through all these different things and how the vaccine this and maybe that, and maybe this about the vaccine and therefore you shouldn't have to do it, right? That's okay. the center right position. I, I think that's the far right position, but continue. Oh, whatever. I don't, I don't believe. I don't think it's a right position. I don't think it's a far right position. I don't know lots of far left people that have to feel the same way. I don't want to be told what to do. Sure. Oh, that's not a right or a left position. I, I don't think it is because I'm actually mixed on it myself and I'm, I'm pretty reliably conservative. And I, it's and not a conservative issue. But what I'm saying is, I don't think we have the same point of view on it. And if that's not an example of the fact that we don't have a monolithic stance, then right. I don't know what is. Actually, right? I think you do and I, you and I do. You got the vaccine, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I didn't care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I have no problem. I, I don't want to talk about it because it's, it's, it's a bummer. <laughs> it but bummer. Uh, to your point, um, th they care about clicks. And this is a problem with, with the press as well. And I'm saying, and you're like, oh, the press should be better. Dude, they're not a priesthood. They're a businessman. Oh, <laughs> like, no. yeah. I and don't so think... they, they, they live or die off of clicks, just yeah. like the rest of those yeah, yeah, little yeah. goofs on TikTok. Yeah. And therefore, that's why CNN is chock full of, they're still talking about Trump. Trump hasn't like barely shown his head like for the last, I don't know, year. Yeah. And they're still talking about him like he's running around. But why? Yeah. Because it gets clicks still. It still yeah. gets clicks. Big time. Okay, so <laughs> you the won't question, believe what let's Trump's, try to 007. You won't believe what Trump's former press secretary said today. Like, <gasps> Trump's former press secretary yeah, said that? I need to click that. <laughs> I got to click that because I'm, I was a Trump supporter. Yeah, okay, so I have a question. Did you, where did you watch it? I uh, watched it in uh, our brand new theater, the Lemley in Newhall. Okay, so I watched it at the theater here in the mall. Okay. Have you been there lately? Have you heard of Screen X? Oh, no. Okay. I thought that, first of all, IMAX screens are noticeably better. Yeah, because they're big. They're huge. Yeah. Okay, so Screen I thought I, I ordered And by the way, the, the thing about IMAX is it's supposed to be big enough that it goes outside of your peripheral vision, so you're more immersed. Oh, okay. That's well, the idea. On. Ready? You don't see a box far away. You see, like... Okay. Okay. So check out Screen X. Okay. I walk into one of the normal theaters. And there's 12 of them there or something. Yeah. And they used to have just one IMAX. Okay. Okay. So uh, for whatever reason, when I bought the tickets, I, I, it said 2D or Screen X. I'm like, okay, I'll do Screen X. Right. I hate 3D. I don't, I've never, I've seen I don't maybe, like 3D either. I think it's dumb. I don't like wearing the glasses. It's always, hate... it makes it dim in there for me. I don't like yeah. it. And it's not more immersive to me. And, uh, you know, with, I don't know, within just a few seconds, it's there's all like, normal. There's like two or three. 3D moments that are right. fun. Okay, so Screen X. Check out Screen X. Okay, what is it? They put a much bigger screen in the normal movie theater. Okay. So I'm like, oh, it's IMAX. But no, what it is is they have the screen on the right and on the left. What? Yes. So it actually, when you're driving, the the you feel like the, the forest, let's say you're driving down a road in the forest. Yes. The road's right ahead of you. 
the car's right ahead of you. And as you're going down, the trees are coming out of the, the screen like normal. And then they go down the sides of the theater. Come on. Dude, it's so cool. Is it cool? It's so cool. I liked it. In fact, I liked it. Now, wait, it. wait, wait. Clarify. Is it just one wide image that flops over onto the side? I don't know. Or is it side cameras? No, they're like, side cameras. Can you look to the side and see sideways? They're side cameras. Really? No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. It's one wide screen. Oh, okay. But they're broadcast with three cameras. The one in the back of the theater, and then there's two on the roof, uh, you know, on the ceiling inside the theater going onto the sides. So yes, I don't but know. Are they side shots or are they, or is it just a giant wraparound billboard? It's feels like a giant wraparound billboard. That's cool, man. Oh, I was duly impressed. It was so immersive. Okay, this is the first time I've ever felt like this is immersive above a 4X IMAX, right? Yeah. It's the first time I thought, whoa. Now, it's a little disorienting if you're in an airplane and they do where you're tilting, you know? Okay. So your horizon is moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's disorienting. It could make you sick. My wife closed her eyes at some point because they do, remember uh, they do the the Dolby sound thing, and it makes the sound go. Yeah, it makes the sound fly around the theater and stuff like that. Well, uh, this they do one of these things called for Screen X, and they do all these different cool things like flying through the planets and stuff like that. And you're like, whoa, wow. yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so I'm excited to go see that. And and, I, and this is this is officially. Now. I was gonna go to this the theater a, that you were talking about because you said you were yeah, you talked highly, but I wanted to go see it. Okay, but. so I, I want to say something about that though. Yeah. I, so I, I I worked in cinema back when they were trying the last round of of innovations right and i hated the last round of innovations and what it was was it was a seat that that moved and shaked um as you're watching the show 40 so, yeah it was 40 or whatever yeah, so you're sitting work. in a chair an explosion goes off but then your chair shakes yeah and then <laughs> dude it is so off-putting Disney did that so long ago it's I mean, so off remember when they did that with uh what was that show? With no, but they Michael deployed Jackson? it, man. Like Nemo. some, like some movie theaters it had Nemo? it, and I didn't like it. So this, I can imagine liking, because it still supports my core theory, which is that people don't want people people want there to be distance between here and the movie. They don't. They're not trying to be in the movie, right? Right. And that's what I feel about the rumble seats. But those side things can make the movie just more cool without you having to yeah, still it's be just more cool. You're still not in the movie. You still can close And maybe your I eyes. shouldn't call it immersive because I don't like the immersive experience. I wouldn't want to watch a movie in VR. Yeah, exactly. I well, super cool though. Yeah, very All cool. Right, okay, so, so double way, seven. I, I liked it. I thought that movie was good. I thought it was retarded. <laughs> oh, can I say that? Nope. <laughs> Bleep. I, I okay. Dave so Chappelle could. I thought Casino, first of all, Daniel Craig is by far my favorite Bond. Me too. Uh, the I thought Casino Royale. I think. Are is, you gonna spoil? So, we're, we're no, we spoilers? won't spoil it. Was, was the by by far the best Bond movie ever? Casino Royale, best ever. It was very good. It was very good. Very good. But what they turned Bond into is his motivations are of monogamy with the one Bond girl, right? Bond, yeah. The idea of a Bond girl is gone. Yeah, I disagree. Oh, well, that's fine with you. But anyway, I went through the movie. The plot was terrible. It was not. No, the plot was a little soft. I thought that was. I thought the villain Dude, was soft. The action, though, man. Okay, the, the opening action, action was scene good. was super cool. Opening action scene was super cool. Yeah, him on the motorcycle, the, super cool. The woods was super cool. Super cool. All that stuff was cool. They had really great scenes. I got no problem with that. Daniel Craig did a solid uh, performance, but yeah. it was too heavy for a Bond movie. I felt that way about Quantum Solace too. It's just kind of too heavy. A little sad. Yeah, and it's just too heavy. And they they've done these with a lot yeah. of Daniel Craig movies, but 
the other part to this is that I, I just, I didn't buy the ending uh, and I won't spoil it, but I didn't buy the ending. I didn't buy the emotions of the ending. Uh, the most important thing that I didn't buy was, uh, and somebody else, I can't take credit for this, but when he said it, I was like, oh yeah, that that's what I mean. There's so many things that you have to suspend yourself in to see a movie and have fun. Yeah, yeah. But some of them are so bad, you can't do it. And one of them uh, in this in this case is that kid who is gorgeous, by the way. That kid is so cute. Okay. But she's so calm in all these weird situations. <laughs> like anyone that's no, got that a was five or six-year-old that's like, that never happened. I guarantee you they shot that 10 different ways, and that's the only one where she's calm. I guarantee you they did it on purpose because the audi- it was too upsetting for the audience. I believe that. Probably. For, for all the reasons you said, which is... Which is people go to James Bond movies, they're not trying to go see a think piece, and so they had her perform it heavy, and I bet I bet they cut it and they showed audiences. They're like, "Why are you showing me this heavy, heavy thing?" And they're like, "Good point." So they had to t- they had to de-risk the kid a little bit. Well, but but the 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 byproduct of that is I didn't care as much about her. Well, fair enough. But like, and by the way, how she got away speak, from the villain was to, so unbelievable. It was weird. That's a that's clearly a rewrite. I, I, I think what happened, this is my theory, because the ending actually does fall apart. I agree with that. Um, and I, but, well, I shouldn't say that. I was satisfied with the movie. I like it and I recommend it if you're listening. Oh, yeah. It's I think that's great. Okay. I, don't I think, ca- how, I how think do you that do the yours? ending fell apart literarily. I'm not saying like, like you, you can still enjoy it as a movie, but the reason that it doesn't hang together literarily is because I think, dude, that movie was two hours and 45 minutes. I, I think there was another 15 minutes. And they're like, we are not shipping a three-hour movie. Find me 10 minutes. And I think that's what happened. Because there's a bunch of things that don't quite make sense in the ending. Well, and, but and that's why. I, okay, I, I probably agree with you. But at the same time, it's like they had two villains. No, dude, it's why it's when biz, business and art intercept. Like, no, it wasn't. It was no. It was. Okay, it, I no, have other. But news. I will say that. Wait, hold on, I will say there's a couple things I loved about it. First of all, the action scenes. Daniel Craig is great. He's he, he does a good job. But there's there's a there's a CIA woman that shows up at some point in the yeah. movie that helps out, dude. She's she the best thing in the movie. The show. She's the best thing in the movie. She's so great. Her performance was fantastic. She played it in such a fun Bond way. Fun Bond way. Wait, but that's what I didn't like about the movie. At the end of the day, I left think it was so heavy that I was like, I I will I love the fun Bond stuff where it's casual but serious, right? You're saving the world, but you're but you're still you know, doing it in a classy, like that's, a, that's a historical way. bond. I, I get it, but there's just one like Pluto TV is an, as a streaming app. They have literally a James Bond channel and they stream James Bond's movies like all the time if you want. Right. And, um, and so every once in a while I click over there to watch one dude. I, 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 I it's funny because I'm sympathetic with what you're saying, but I also can dis- I also disagree. I'm a little torn on the subject. Here's what I want to say. The absolute casualness of borderline cartoonness of some of the old bond is unwatchable it's unwatchable like when when <laughs> when like even great like great yeah like sean connery will just say just this casual sexist thing and he like literally winks like literally winks and then and then some gadget will come out that's literally just a cartoon gadget dude it's it's hard to watch now no that and that's fair enough it's hard and to watch. I, I think and, you can and make your it favorite bond by the way was the bond that 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 for the first time abandoned that for in favor of a more serious tone like casino, you mean daniel craig casino daniel craig in casino royale was was when they said we're gonna do less sean connery winking and more fair enough and more, i love that more, movie. more born identity so i'm saying 
So th- what what we the, this last James Bond is the logical fruition of Casino Royale, I think. So, Maybe. Okay. So the question is, does the franchise go on? Franchise goes on because sure. Daniel Craig's quit. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they'll figure just, it they're out. They're gonna rebond and so in. the controversy over uh, this, this is definitely not a spoiler alert at all because it starts out with James Bond because at the end of the last movie, basically retires, right? So. Yeah. Uh, he's retired at the beginning of this movie and the, you know, MI6 is, has moved on and they've given his um, 007 number to yeah. another, per, another agent who happens to be, you, you know, not, but th- that was the controversy. That's why I say it was fake. Yeah. Well, anyway, and, I mean, so she, I, I thought she, it was by the way, she was fun. terrible, super fun. The new 007. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have no was, idea. She, I mean, she was. Why was she, she was serviceable, but wasn't like was I have terrible. no desire to see more of her. I think she was maybe in the uh, Black Panther show. I think she was one of the Black Panther. Girls. I don't know. I've oh, no, no, no. She was in Marvel or uh, uh, Captain Marvel. She was. Oh, the, is that her? Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> she's terrible in that. Yeah, I haven't great. seen her in a movie that I liked her in. I, I, I mean, there's so many better actresses out there, and even if you wanted to use a minority, there's so many better actresses. Yeah, I just have a funny aside that I want to say. <clears throat> I don't know if you do this, but on your computer, when you log into stuff, like I get reminders sometimes for things, and I have no idea where they're coming from. <laughs> no oh. idea. So I just got one. It's Christian Vuice's birthday. Oh, cool. So if any of you who are listening know Christian Vuisa, because I do, just tell him I said happy, happy birthday. birthday. But literally, I have no idea why my computer knows this. This is not a person I've spoken to in Facebook? 10 years. Facebook? <laughs> yeah, but it's coming through my calendar. I don't use the calendar. Like, I, don't, I have no idea where it comes from. So Interesting. Like, okay, so next subject. Ready? Okay. No, I got I to gotta do one more movie review. Oh, okay. <laughs> Last night, I went and saw Dune. Okay. Oh man. I saw it. You saw Dune? Yeah. Alone. I was feeling depressed after Liam left on his mission. So So you went these... saw Dune? Yeah, because I'll go and watch a movie that I know my wife's not gonna watch. All right. So I'm gonna I have a take on Dune. Here's my take on Dune. I liked it, by the way. There's a director. Oh good. Because I didn't want to have an argument with you because I was really happy with it. <laughs> You're done with arguments. <laughs> I was like, today. no, I don't want to argue about this. Um let me bring in Dave Chappelle to defend Dune. No, okay, so here's Dune. Here's the deal with Dune. So there are shows that are nerdy and then there are shows that are beyond nerdy, okay? And Dune is a book that I consider beyond nerdy. Like, I consider like, yeah, yeah. I, I consider like uh, uh, Lord of the Rings is just just beginning. Dune is like graduation day. Really? <laughs> That's what I think. Lord of the Rings is really heavy to read for me. Okay, so. By the way, I thought have you the read movies. Dune? Uh, have you read Lo- Dune? No. Okay, so I, I, go give it a read and let's see. Here's my point. I heard it's super long. <laughs> I think it's beyond. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Did you see all? Okay, so here's longer the thing. than Atlas. The, the, someone already made a Dune movie. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, 1984. I've right? never successfully completed that movie. I've watched up to 30 minutes, and I'm just like, boy, I can't keep watching this. This is the worst. But people I love love the book, and and by extension tolerate that movie. And and so I'm like, wow, they're gonna fix this movie. So I went to this movie. Okay, so here's here's the thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not actually nerdcore. I don't actually like nerdcore stuff unless they make it palatable to regular folk. Right. So palatable means that it feels like a human experience, that it explains the stakes, that I understand people's motivations, and, uh, and then I'm on board, right? Oh, dude, so dude, successful. Though. I think it was so yeah, successful yeah. at I all those it. things. Like, 
I there's I stuff I don't understand. But. I completely understand who's belonging to what yep. tribe, who's fighting whom, and yep. why, and what the stakes are. Yep. I thought the acting was solid. Yep. But then, but then beyond the acting, dude, I recommend you can buy this movie and watch it on your TV. But I recommend you go see it at movie Yeah, it needs to be big screen because the big screen plus yeah, cinematography plus the sound yeah was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was great. like I was I was delighted. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not a perfect. Oh wait, go back to 007 story, and structure. give me a like. Do you do stars or numbers when you do a review? I do hearts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many hearts? Do you um, how many I hearts can seven you Seven and one fourth heart out of eight. It's a regular eight scale. <laughs> <laughs> I do candy kings. No, didn't, and it's James a million movie, scale. Uh, like. Uh, like for entertainment, I just straight recommend it. Oh, for well. for entertainment, I just straight recommend it. Uh, for um, you know, acting for for like production value, like like was it a good production? I also straight recommend it. For story structure, dude, like I'm sorry, the last ten minutes dumpster d- fire don't make any sense. Dumpster fire. The last ten minutes don't make any sense. Um, Stories a dumpster. Fire. But it's not. But the story isn't really what you're involved with at that point. So I think I think the movie still works, but it doesn't really make any sense. Okay, so you just gave me a whole lot of nothing. Tell me how many stars out of four out of five. Out of five? Yeah. No one does five. That's five stars. That's what you do. You just five star no, movies. It's hotels, man. Like movies are four. Are they? <laughs> I think so. I'm making stuff up now. <laughs> I think it's four. Let's start playing my uh, daddy's Plymouth. Like I'm gonna do context. Like the last few years, things I've seen, it's a four star movie. Uh, out of five? <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, I would only. No, be it's not four star. If Dune is a four star, you can't give. Double no, seven. I like them both. I like not them in the both. same league. Dune was so good. Dune was. No, Double dude, seven I, I like is not them, in the like same them, league. I like them both a lot. I've okay, had, well, give it I've your eight scale. Okay, your eight heart scale. <laughs> out of eight hearts, five. Five hearts out of Bond eight. Bond was seven hearts. Seven? Yes, I really liked the movie. I thought it was really good. Well, then what does Dune get? Eight. What? what? No, it gets nine hearts. So the heart out scale, of eight. The heart scale is interesting. You can over-index in the same way that when you go running, your heart starts to work harder. <laughs> you, can, you can do nine. Love hearts. can lo, love makes the pie bigger, so the pie <laughs> the pieces get bigger. Yeah. Okay. So I like both these movies. That's terrible. That's a terrible review. I know that no, you like the movie, but you movies. have to give someone like some type of scale. Like, oh, okay. So, for instance, for me, okay. if it's a ten scale, a scale of one to ten, ten I would get a six worst, and right? a half. <laughs> if it's a five star a scale, this is 007. Five six star, and a half? Five star scale, I would give it a three and a half. If it's a Seven. If Those it's an eight heart scale with the three and a half gets you to seven. <laughs> if it's an eight heart scale with the potential of growth in your heart, with burst, first like burst, like when your heart burst. bursts over, <laughs> an eight scale of hearts. Yeah, tell me what, what would four it be? and three quarters. <laughs> I think your, I think your percentages are actually pretty closely related. That's good. I tried that. All yes. right, okay, so on Dune, yeah, scale of one to ten, solid eight. Uh, by the way, I'm never going to give a 10. I don't think I've a 10 movies like crazy great. Do you have a 10 movie? Uh, not the top of my head. I have yeah. To so I will well, say this no, about I, Dune. Yeah, I'm like, I will Brave say this Heart. about Dune. Structure wise, Braveheart's my favorite. There's movie. actually, that's, a, that's an excellent movie. Structure wise, Dune actually is structurally a little bit problematic, but, Why? I, but everything else over index is so okay, well you, that I don't care. 
the, the thing about Dune is you cannot go with a casual mindset. You Dude, can't it's go, so engaging. Yeah, you've got to go with, you know, like, you've got to engage your brain to oh see what's gosh. going on because the sequences are future and past together at, uh, at times. Like, I kind of want to go see it again today. <laughs> like, I just thought last <laughs> <What> night. <time? laughs> it was just interesting. But, but I will say this. So we're driving home and I'm like, who would like it? People that like really well-made film would like it. But like, it's not my son, but my son Max, who likes Marvel movies, would he like it? I'm like, I don't know that he would because it's heavy. just heavy. Yeah, right? it's heavy. Yeah, but it's meant to be heavy. Like even the trailer makes it heavy. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, yeah. like, who would like it? Is someone that it's a solid, because well, great well, story take. It's a great story movie, epic. where they do it really good with acting, really good with script, and really good with cinematography. Yeah, structurally, so if you really a little, enjoy. A little problematic. Great, wait, I'm talking over you. What? Sorry, structurally, it's a little problematic. It, it, what does in that mean? That they're, they, they, they're teeing up a franchise. So there's going, to, there's going to be other Dune movies, at How least many? one. Two? So there's going to be two total? Do we I, know? At least one more. And, and so the structure um, doesn't... This is basically like... This is like the birth of... But like when the movie's over, the plot has begun, basically. And so that bugs some people. They want they want it to all be fixed when it's over. It does it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that, that bugged me a little bit, but the fact that they're teeing up another one. Yeah, they yeah, did the but, same but thing. But structurally, with... it's it's common like some movies just cliffhang like that, like Lord of the Rings, for example. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Like, and it's over. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. Like it was really weird that way. You know what's funny about Lord of the Rings is I had never I, I had tried to read The Hobbit and I just Jared Token is like the yeah, master of I think you told this story. Yeah, yeah. So but I, I literally went out and bought the book after the first movie because the next movie didn't come out for another year and I yeah. want to hear what the story was. And I I read the book and I just it was so much that I was like, eh, uh, movies are better. Movies are better. On that one. So yeah, so this is like this is structurally it's it's not not spot on, but it's not satisfying. It's well it's not it done. Like you don't resolve conclude. it's not like so some movies will resolve plot A. Yeah. But tee up plot B. Yeah. This does not this no. does not do that. This, this is, is one like continuous this is like, plot. Exactly. So this is like you have an amazing ride and you feel satisfied with how quality the ride is, but it's not like you don't feel satisfaction and then that story's resolved. It's yeah, we're not. going on and on about Dune, but I did like that movie. Yeah, kind of going long on Dune. Is there there's no other movies really out, is there? No, I don't know. Oh uh, no, I watched uh I didn't watch Venom. To me, Venom's one of those nah, movies you watch Venom. at home. I can't uh, watch the trailer. I'm I watched like, the other the Marvel movie with the Shanghai. Is it? Oh, oh yeah, I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, solid four stars for entertainment because that's all the Marvel are. It's not really deep. I am excited about the new one coming out though. I don't know. Question why. for you. Yes. Pie versus cake. <laughs> Diabetic. Sorry, <laughs> I will not answer a cake. So, so Adam Carolla has a whole bit about pie versus cake. cake. And his take is pie is better than cake. And then and, and he's like, no, no, no. Cause it's the same category. He's like, I say that. And, it's like, and then I have friends who are like, no, no, no. But I've had this one cake that's so good. Da, 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 da. They described the cake to me. He's like, yes, yes, yes. But on balance, if you have $8 and you walk into a grocery store and you buy any pie and you buy any cake, what are the odds that you're going to have a good experience? He's, the odds are you'll have a better experience with the pie. <laughs> I will agree with that, actually. <laughs> I do agree with that. So we're we're having a. But having I don't a, actually. I don't feel like they're they're in the same category. <laughs> like I know they're both desserts, but the, I don't feel like they're the same category. I feel like pie is like, is is not. 
unless it's like lemon cream or something, but like real pies, like apple, pumpkin, pecan, cherry, those are heavy. Those are solid meals. <laughs> like, okay, so, you can... so we're having a we're having an event at our church uh, for for Halloween called Pileween, P I E Pileween, Pileween, and it is we're having a pie making contest followed by a trunk or treat in the parking lot for the kids. <laughs> and uh, and so yesterday I went to the grocery store and spent a surprising amount of money. By the way, uh, pies are more expensive to make, a lot more. Expensive. Yeah, no, I'm thirty dollars into now testing two different pie recipes to see which one's better. And I made two pies yesterday. Well, isn't it just two podcasts ago that you or one podcast ago you're telling your wife makes some like crazy great cake? She has she has a couple of good cakes and one good pie. You should have gone with cake. <laughs> cake a ween, cake a ween, cake a ween. <laughs> Sounds like Tatooine. Um, so yesterday I made a I made a s'more pie, which is a graham cracker crust, a chocolate ganache, and then and then you cut. This is really the cute part. You cut a bunch of the fat marshmallows in half, stack them in circles on top, right. and then put it in the oven just to toast the top until the marshmallows are browned. All right. That's pretty solid. Sounds good. <laughs> it was good. And the other one I made was called Millionaire Pie. And Rachel made fun of me because she's like, that sounds like an old lady dessert. Because, because it's a it's a cream pie with, you know, it's like your it's your uh um, cool whip with cream cheese with sweetened condensed milk blended. And then you put in uh Pineapple, crushed pineapple, uh, maraschino cherries, and pecans. She's like, that just sounds like an old lady dessert. I'm like, sounds good. I want to have it. So I made that as well. And I can confirm that both are delicious. The, uh, I think I'm just looking at you shocked that you're making. Fun. That second pie plays a little bit like a ambrosia salad from it like sound, a ward party. You know what I mean? Sounds like a fruitcake. It, it, it plays a little bit like a fruit, like an exotic fruit salad. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I won't, uh, that's not, I'm not taking that to the thing, but I will say that it's good. It's straight so, good. I have a question. Yeah. This is a very important question. Yeah. If cake versus pie, what is cheesecake? Is that a pie? Cheesecake is, cake? um. I mean, I know it says it's Where do you come down on cheesecake? Are you a fan? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I used to be. Yeah. Back when I was. Yeah. All right. I can't, I don't eat any of that stuff now. I, I, I don't want to die. I know, but it's only been like three weeks, so it's not like I'm going to act like you've never tasted them before. <laughs> like, actually, you forgot to taste the cheesecake. Well, when we did, I did, I mean, I did, uh, I'm strict, right, with myself. How's your, how's your, how's that going? Dude, amazing, actually. Yeah. So, I kicked off the medications, which um, I was a little worried about. My numbers might jump. And what I did was I doubled down on what I needed to do. So, my basic uh strategy is real low fat okay i do not worry about carbs at all i do no sugar and in order to stay low fat i'm basically plant powered right so i don't do any animal products not because i care about the animals sure 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 you know if you need me to slaughter a cow just to do my duty i'll do such things yeah but you, I do you're love feeling cow. good i love cow are you still losing weight yeah you were losing weight before because of the yeah. diabetes but now well, no, I mean, in the very, very beginning, I lost like, you know, that's how it kind of like, I lost like 15 pounds without doing anything. And I'm like, well, yeah, that, that was the weird. diabetes. No, I'm about 35 pounds down. Wow. So I'm almost pre-mission weight, which is weird. My, I, I, I imagine, remember. Because you still look like a man. I can't imagine looking like a man on my mission. I was such a boy. It was crazy. Yeah. But I, I mean, I could lose weight. So I've got enough to lose. You got enough to lose. I, I got something to lose. I'll tell you that. 
Uh, speaking of two pies a day. Yeah, I was going to say, you just make two pies and you're My about to have a pie-a-thon. I'm about to have a pie. Does anyone, get throw- Does anyone get to throw the pie at the bishop? Um, there will That's be no the throwing pie. pies at our, at our esteemed bishop. All right, friend. Do you have any parting thoughts? Social yeah, commentary go, or go, life hacks? Go get Bob Martin's um, Our Daddy's Plymouth. Daddy's Plymouth. <laughs> Somewhere, we used to sit, somewhere we used to, there's a tuba player who's like, I yeah, did it. I did it. I want to know who that tuba You said is. I would never chart by playing the tuba, but I got on the charts, Dad. <laughs> Shows oh, you. It even says, hold on. Let's, oh, here it is. David Perton. P-U-R-I-N-T-O-N. Perton, right? He's oh. on the tuba. Nice. Good job, David. <laughs> Good job, pie makers everywhere. Good job, uh, nerdcore film enthusiasts. Good job, our loyal listeners, for sending us such great uh, things to think about and talk about. Low hip. Uh, <laughs> I hope you have a high-waisted day. <laughs> this has been Randy on the Waystation Podcast. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs>